0: Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know.
1: Imagine making a difference. No, imagine being the difference. The difference between I can't and I can or I won't and I will. The reason someone chooses to wake up and strive for greatness. In life, it can feel like everything is working against you. Let's defy all odds and break generational curses. This is Overstepping Poverty with Daquan and Zakias. Yeah, what is access etiquette?
2: So, access etiquette is um <laughs> or is that etiquette etique Like <laughs> I'm gonna go with etiquette adequate. Adequate. yeah adequate. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> like, access <laughs> etiquette is giving allowing someone to have access to you in an intimate personal um building space and then them respecting your space by basically respecting it not bringing plus ones
0: without permission without and permission. stuff like that okay correct. yeah
2: So back to the heat I'm about to bring, I had brought someone on and like I said, they were like, Hey, how am I going to do this? I was like, look, go to school for hair. You're beautiful. This is the best time to hustle. People will just come to you when you're really pretty in this industry. Mm -hmm. You really don't have to do much work. And so the person went to school for hair and then I told her to do the eyelash thing and then she obviously got a bad education too. So I studied it. Mm. I taught her the game. And then that's when I realized that if you want someone to win more than they do, you're going to have to leave them where they're at. Mm. Keeping people on the bus does them a disservice. Because you're wasting their time because Mm -hmm. you're acting like things are going to work out. And that never was. And so the access that that person had to me was, oh, Chantel is so understanding. Oh, uh, Chantel could. Basically, I did everything. I I wanted to prove because I had such a bad name from saying no that I wanted to prove to this person that I'm a good friend. I'm really a good person. Like Mm -hmm. I was just desperate. I was so desperate for friends in this industry, in the service industry, in the entrepreneur industry. I wanted to show someone so bad that I could be a great friend. And that person sniffed out that desperation and completely used me when it was beneficial to you. Now she didn't use me all the time. But she used me more than I used her. What do you mean by that? Dang. (laughs) Uh.
0: If you want to go into that, you don't have to.
2: Okay, so here's an example. You don't pay rent here, but you make all kinds of money. And then you're saying that I don't got rent this month.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You're coming up with every excuse why you're not putting in what you should be putting in.
3: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: And so she didn't do that all the time, but. I had to learn over time being a boss that one red flag is enough. You don't got to go collecting red flags. I just really got to take advantage of, and that's a lot of my fault. Right? I gave her that access. You only teach people how to take advantage of you when you let things slide. Mm-hmm. And I let a lot of things slide because I truly, and I still love this person. Mm-hmm. I loved her. I loved her like a sister, and I wanted to see her win. And she And I gave her the blueprint, and she still couldn't do it.
0: Do you feel like that was necessary for you though, as you're growing as a business owner?
2: So that's another thing I wanted to get into um, with overstepping poverty in the entrepreneur, the ugly part of entrepreneur part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, was operating out of fear. You cannot operate a business out of fear.
0: Right. What does that look like?
2: So, example: when you go to a job interview and they ask you, "What motivates you? What's your why? Why do you get up in the morning?" and you say, "My kids." I'm not hiring someone who says that. And Mm -hmm. the reason why is because you're coming to work because you have to. Mm -hmm. So she was coming to work because she had to. Her passion wasn't in it like like my passion was. (laughs) Another thing was is I had got into square scheduling, right? And so, like, how are people going to book with me? So I got into Square. I put her on my schedule. I put my daughter on my schedule. And I noticed that she wasn't posting anything. She's just sitting back while I'm paying all these fees and just and building her appointments up. And then so I took her off. Now, the way I did it was very unprofessional. I should have had enough guts to sit her down and be like, hey, I feel not. I feel you're using me. Mm-hmm. And this is the why this is why. And your intentions may not to be and I don't think this lady's intentions was to ever use me mm-hmm. because I presented myself as a crutch. Mm. However, her intentions made a negative impact on me. All right. And so that's an issue. That is a big issue. If I say, hey, Key is, I don't like that you did that, and your answer is, is that wasn't my intentions. Well, duh, because right. otherwise, you did it on purpose, right? But I am not arguing your intentions. My argument is, my issue is, is how it impacted me and mm-hmm. it impacted me negatively, and that's the issue. Mm-hmm. So, how can My intentions and what I'm doing is impacting you in a positive way because you're able to eat your family off of the things that I'm doing, which is posting, which is putting you out there, which is basically being your safe haven. But you can't be your safe, my safe haven by contributing.
1: Mm -hmm. So I got to ask, though, I mean, at what point did you have the conversation with her that she needed to contribute? more?
2: When when and it was messy, I was messy. I had a conversation with everybody else but her, and mm. that's another reason how I contributed to my bad image
1: mm-hmm.
2: is because I entertained conversations about her, and I never told her how I felt mm-hmm. right. first.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then after you tell, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then yeah. you can go talk about it to whomever. Right. right. But um, yeah, um, reflection, and yep. um, I had the conversation with everybody but her so that made me look unloyal Mm -hmm. that made me look untrustworthy and it doesn't matter how she was using me i'm trying to be an example and Mm -hmm. that's just not the example to be so when everything blew up i said you're not doing anything and really i should i was collecting red flags Mm -hmm. when i should have said hey i don't think like we would go to business meetings and look at buildings and she had nothing ever to say and that's when the owner was like hey I think that she's just really not adding, I don't think that this is her niche.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you see that, he was like, you gotta, and I hate to say that you use the word, get rid of her, but yeah. you gotta get rid of her, right. Like you're, right? you're doing her a disservice. You're wasting her time.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so that's where I got messy. That's where I went wrong was because back then, I didn't know how to identify those things in people and say, hey, that's just not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: That's a big lesson. I feel like a lot of times communication is where where it all starts.
1: That's in any relationship. It's where mm-hmm. it starts and it's also where it ends. For sure. Lack thereof. Communication.
2: Yeah. I think, I think it's communication, but I also think it's how you operate. Sure. Okay, so obviously you two have to be on the same page. So y'all can communicate all you want. And that's another thing mm-hmm. about uh, my reputation is I call people out. Mm-hmm. So and I allowed I allow people to call me out. They just don't talk about that. That's the part where they'd be like, "Oh, she didn't confess anything." Yeah. So communication is amazing, but what I run into is people talking, communicating with me all day and not doing anything. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Right. That's the part of communication that's not. I feel like to me, there's no follow up. On yeah, what that follows through. through uh-huh. That. <laughs> Could you make one basket, Kobe? You know what right, I'm saying? Like right. hey, How many free throws you gonna try? You yeah. know, are you gonna make it this time? Yeah. So sorry. So it's not about. I think yeah, communication is great, but what are you doing? And right. so I would communicate right. with this person all the time, and it got to a point where it was like, hey, could you share this? Why am I asking you to do something that's gonna help me pay for the services to get people in this door?
3: Uh-huh.
2: I think that I shouldn't have to give reminders like that, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Right. Do you know that what that means? But I also what I've learned, what the big lesson that she taught me was, is basically you truly can't do some things you just can't do with your friends, mm-hmm. and get and then having that expectation and then always making myself available. Why wouldn't she think she can't take from me? Right. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't she think that? I was gonna. I wasn't gonna save her. I made that our relationship,
0: right? So mm-hmm. I
2: don't fault her for leaning on me. I fault myself. However, at what point are you gonna realize you're taking advantage of somebody?
1: Right.
0: I was gonna ask um, because, and you said expectations because that was actually what I was gonna talk about. Do you feel like in that type of situation the expectations were for her that you had were clear?
2: Absolutely not. Okay. So I'm running the business for the first time, a successful one at that. Shit's popping. Sorry, crap. You're good. Okay, (laughs) it's popping. You know, it's (laughs) and um, she sees it. Mm -hmm. And then here's another thing. When you introduce somebody, let's say y'all go really go viral. Okay, Mm -hmm. we will. Okay, first of all, y'all gonna go viral. <laughs> That's and so, better. <laughs> and so, when y'all go viral, and I'm not saying this is gonna happen, mm-hmm. you start seeing that you're able to be monetized, right? right? So y'all get the blue check, and then when you get the blue check, every listen, every every spin, every listen, everything you do is ching ch- ching 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 ching. So there's two things people do. Can you guess what the first one is when you start getting recognized or successful or making uh, money?
1: You forget forget the roots of where you started and why you were doing it.
2: Well, you get lazy Mm -hmm. or you, yes. Yep. Or it drives you. Oh, this worked that. And that's where I'm at. That worked. Right. Mm -hmm. Blue Check. Okay. Let me try to get everything else. Blue check. Mm -hmm. Facebook telling me no, but, (laughs) um, so, so here it is. I showed somebody how to make a, a hustle. I showed somebody how to make some money. And then they're like, all right. I made $500 yesterday. I'm just going to sit this one out. Right. What? Mm -hmm. You sitting this one out? Nah, because you don't know when someone's going to book again. You need to be here. Right. Right. But they're not used to that. They're not. They didn't have that passion and passion can't be taught.
0: Right. Well, and it's a complete different mindset, especially going from a job where you have a salary, you have an hourly Mm -hmm. wage, and then going into a position where it's all on you mm-hmm. 100% commission you know like you mentioned in part 1 the only the strong survive mm-hmm. you know and it really is a feast or famine when it comes to being a 100% commission either you're going to go out and you're going to get it right or you're not and mm-hmm. you're going to end up back at that 9 to 5 Absolutely. or doing whatever you were doing before
2: i call it workman's jail Mm. My friends who have nine to fives, I'm like, oh, you guys are in jail. I can't (laughs) talk to you all day. Literally. (laughs) It sucks. Literally. I think of one of my friends. She's a teacher. I'd be wanting to send her flowers like, hey, I'm just thinking about you. You're Mm. in jail. (laughs) (laughs) But no, absolutely. I get it, though. So the the introduction to money that you're not used to making, that's going to change the dynamics of any relationship. And people are going to get greedy. And then people are going to think. Especially if the structure, like the structure of our relationship was Mm -hmm. not a business relationship. Now, outside of business, she's a writer. Mm -hmm. But our business relationship ruined our friendship. Mm -hmm. And so, it just... That's tough. And then I tried bringing her back on again, and then she ended up screwing me over again, and I'm never looking back. So, that's how that ended. And and I learned my lesson. I was like, but the only person I can fault is me because I just knew I should have known. But that's just the best way. And so that goes into the management part of managing people.
0: I want to get into kind of a new topic for us here.
2: Okay, I guess you've
0: kind of talked about it before, but when I see you, whether it's on social media, in person, Mm -hmm. whatever, I feel like you go against the grain.
4: Mm. You're
0: somebody that is not afraid to speak their mind or call something out when you see something, which I don't think there's really anything wrong with that.
1: Right? Yeah, I love that.
0: What is it about that? Like, why? Because at the same time, that gives you a different type of reputation amongst other people and a perception. What is it about that? Or why do you feel like you do go against the grain?
2: So one thing I did when I met Daquan, like, I knew he was coming in, and Hmm. so I plotted. okay. I plotted on him. (laughs) I knew I was doing my research on you guys. Uh And I was like, I know he's about to come in here. Kirsten does his hair. I'm about to (laughs) plot on him. And so, um, but I saw what you guys were doing. And I really wanted to honestly use your platform for people to see that I'm really not this bad of a person. Right. And that I can mentor and that I want to help people. And it's not about money with me. It's that I truly have the same vision as you guys, overstepping mm-hmm. poverty, because that's what I did alone. Right. And so I knew he was coming. And so <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see if you, for one, I you presented yourself to be real a real person. And so I needed to know if Daquan was a real person. So I plotted on him and he fell for the bait. So I said to him, which is an outspoken thing that people don't ask this question. I said, Daquan, do you think that abuse is a love language? Oh, you should have seen him. He was like, he was like, what kind of question is that? He was like, the realness. He was like, it's coming out. And he looked at me and his wheels were turning. And I was like, please, I'm thinking of my brain, please let's, let's have this conversation. I want to see where this was going. (laughs) And obviously, you know, he gave me his, his real, um, what he seems I mean, I, I think you're a very real person, but what you felt at that time, or he was like, absolutely not. But I challenged him. Mm -hmm. And so I say that to answer your question is, is that if I'm not challenging your thinking, you're weak minded and I don't need to have another conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I'm the smartest person in the room, but I'm not wasting this breath that God gave me on someone that, I know that at the end of the day, I need to stop contributing to the conversation. Right. Right. And that wasn't the vibe that I got with him. And he answered the question real, but I understand that there's a very big responsibility that comes with the things that you say. Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. And so, and that responsibility is not having friends and being the last person chosen. So, Mm. When I got voted for the um, SME award, the Sioux Falls, I don't, I'm not sure, I can't remember, sorry.
0: But like Women in Business? The Women in Business. I yeah, was mm-hmm. i
2: was uh, nominated for the Excellence Award in Entrepreneurship. I like thought it was a joke. Really? But I got this email and I was like, someone's spamming me. <laughs> And then uh, I was talking to my friend. Love her to I was like, girl, somebody just sent me some email that said I was nominated for some entrepreneur excellence. She goes, send me the link because we 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 talk to each other on our Macs. Yeah. Mm. So I copied and pasted. I sent her the link. And then I had to go because I had a client. She was blowing up my phone, blowing up my phone. She goes, girl, that's real. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. And so I called the people and I was like, is this a joke? And they were laughing so hard. They're like, no. And I'm like, well, how did I get this? Cause everyone hates me. Mm. That's what I'm thinking in my brain. Like people don't like me. And she was like, actually we got quite a few letters about you. Mm. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah. And so, um, basically she told me that Chantel, you will, you will pick the path less chosen for you to stand up for what's right. Not for people, but to stand up for what's right. You won't pick. I, I, I would never in my life. Sit with a bunch of people because I know I could go like I could go with these people. I understand that I could go with these people to snoop around and see how I could bait people into what I want. Like I could truly do that. I could truly Mm -hmm. manipulate people and get what I want. Right. But I don't. And I'm not sitting with you because I don't believe in your values, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like you will choose what's right over your, over people that are wrong. But yet, you're agenda focused, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing. Other people can sniff out I don't have an agenda, and so when they when they find that I don't have an agenda and I'm truly getting to know you, they understand that I'm genu- genuine. And so what other people genuine people do like us, we we hold on to each other mm-hmm. because we know that we're not going to get people like us, but people who are agenda focused, they make you feel replaceable. Mm-hmm. So that's a really big red flag. So right. I wanted to know if Daquan was genuine. Yeah. I wanted to know if he could have a conversation with me and I wanted to know that if overstepping poverty was his passion, he was going to talk about that, whether he liked it or not. Uh-huh. And he talked about it. So. You know, it's
1: it's actually funny that you bring that moment up because Zacchaeus had mentioned you coming on the show and I'm like, well, who is this person? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I need to know more. And so I finally get in here and I'm actually sitting just right in in the back corner. And she's like, so, um, what are the requirements to be on overstepping poverty? And I'm like, Mm. hold on. I feel like this is like a, a moment that I've already lived through. It's like, it was a moment that I was supposed to be there right then. And so that full conversation I left um, after, and I, I go to Zacchaeus, and I'm like, we have to have her on. Aww. Like, we need to have her on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, the the one thing that I can really connect with is that she doesn't care what people think. She's going to say exactly how she feels. There's one thing that we do not have enough in this world, and that's people telling you exactly how they mm-hmm. feel. It's right. like the modern day question of, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel fine. I'm okay. Right. You don't. okay, And and like if if someone were to ask you that question to put it in perspective for people that are listening, if someone were to ask you that question, you tell them exactly how you feel. And that's what I love about Mm -hmm. you. And that's where I had that connection. I'm like, we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to be able to actually be authentic because that's exactly what this show is for. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, let's go. Let's, let's move on. And now we're here.
2: And it was, I knew, like, I knew I got on the Daquan rocket ship and I was like, (laughs) let me get in this brain. I'm going to rewire things, Uh. you know, and like, like, like you, I appreciate that because not everyone is good every day. I'm Mm. not having a good day. And the fact that I'm able to say, you know what, Daquan, I think love, a, a part of people's love language is abuse. Mm hmm. And for you not to feel like I was making you like you just treated me the same. Mm-hmm. And that meant so much to me. And I was like, OK, we got Zacchaeus over here answering <laughs> real questions and stuff. And then we got Zaquan over here. Just let me just rewire his brain. So I was like, OK, right. So, let's go. Am I hired? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, but it was like we can't, you know, as, and, and another thing is, is, but you're not agenda focused. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And neither are you. You don't have an agenda for, uh, we have an agenda, but you don't have an agenda to take advantage of me. Right. And so anytime anyone can ask, decline calls or ask more of you and you say, hey, um, let me process that. So even though you didn't say no, you, mm-hmm. you need time to process. They're automatically going to reject you. You know, you have an agenda for you, right. not for all of us to win. And I, ha- I can pick up on that. Right. Yeah. You suck, mm-hmm. you know, and I can suck, too, you know. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so um, that's when, when I like with the story with you is we've always been in each other's path. But when we're at a certain place. And you had said what you said, which was the realest thing that I like. You didn't even get into the shenanigans of what was going on. You're like, hey, it sounds like y'all got issues (laughs) and shrugged his shoulders and was like, bye. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I just think there's a in life in general. I think people always want to point fingers and people want to blame and kind of give reasons why they're not doing as good or they're not doing this. They're not doing that. But the last thing they ever look at is themselves. And if people would take more of a look on the inside and really do the work on themselves, I don't even think a lot of those conversations would come up in a public setting because you have more of an understanding that this man cannot hold me down from anything (laughs) that I'm trying to get to. And neither can this woman. And there's nobody. If you have the mindset or the will, nobody's going to stop you. There's nobody that's going to stop you, whether they're gatekeeping or they're holding holding you down. Um, I made a post today And it was like, if you keep knocking, you'll find open doors. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like until you, if you give up, then you're going to have all the excuses in the world. Mm -hmm. You could have gave up when your car broke down. You could have gave up when everybody.
2: Well, it's easy to do that. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. But that's the easiest thing to do. Um, It's really funny because I was talking to somebody today and they were talking about like, uh, you know, this person this person's gonna said that they they had me on their word. They said they were gonna do this. They mm-hmm. so I know that they're gonna do it because they said. Mm-hmm. And I said, Girl, that's the easiest thing they could do is tell you, is tell you what they're gonna do. But mm-hmm. until they show up, mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. Someone showing up and saying, Hey, I'm gonna mow your lawn. Did you come home with your lawn mowed? No. They just said that they were gonna do it. Yeah, it that's it was, not good enough.
3: No.
0: Right. and
2: i and 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 I say that to people, hey, uh I don't i I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna believe you until I see it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. give you
2: that chance, but the fact that I'm verbally um challenging people's thinking and I'm a woman and I know how to take control of a conversation that's very intimidating to men and women for sure, mm-hmm. and so that goes into policies having your own policy and procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that's made me successful. And so I learned that from my daughter, mm. my 22 year old daughter. She would yeah. always be like, mom, shout out to Mari. you shout out, drop, drop,
0: shout out Tamari." Mari.
2: God, she's like, mom, you just have to have a, some policies. And so, and then in therapy, because I go to therapy, mm-hmm. um, shout out to mental health yes um i go to therapy and say that one more time please shout out to mental health everybody yes. got a therapist yes. I, don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen me post that on facebook no, I <laughs> nope. i'll check in at stronghold and be like <laughs> every baddie has a therapist I love it. and i'd I be love all it. crazy i don't even look nice I'd be like <laughs> so um even in therapy she told me I, I love therapy because she makes me calm my thinking down and i get to take people for who they are that's not your friend you know the girl in the beginning she wasn't your friend she was an opportunist mm. oh shoot Chantel, that person wasn't your friend they were a thief she makes you put people into perspective and stop, mm. you know, like I, you know, I fall into the category of like liking to believe people are who they say they are when mm-hmm. they're not, you know,
0: mm-hmm. you see the best in people. Mm-hmm.
2: So she was just like, Chantel, you need to have some policy and procedures. You're willing to die behind. And there are some things. And so I have that in the back of my mind. Okay. Am I going to let someone disrespect me? No, because I'm willing to die behind disrespect. I am willing to shut this whole thing down and get a regular job than to have somebody come into my shop and disrespect me over $100 and say no you did a service, you did this service and I'm going to disrespect you the whole entire time because I know you need a hundred dollars. Right. I don't mm. need nothing that bad to be disrespected and I'm mm-hmm. willing to die behind that. Right. So yes, I will shut it all down and go into bankruptcy and work a regular job before I let anybody disrespect me. And some people can be bought I can't, and they don't have those values. And so that's right. a part of my policy. I, like I learned very quick in this industry that people want to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And so here I am telling my clients, no, you can't take advantage of me, but yet I got people in my, who have access to me, who are sitting at my table and eating with me, who won't even get up and make me a plate when I'm just too down and out and I can't do it. They're still worried about how I'm going to make theirs. Mm -hmm. Boom. Mic drop. Heat. Yeah. Right. (laughs) What do you and Tamari say to each other? Huh? Boop. Boop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So, why don't we actually move into the part of our episode here where we actually, what's called Roundtable. Okay. We're going to open up questions that you have for Zacchaeus and I. I know you've been waiting to ask us (laughs) these questions. So, let's go.
2: Okay. So, I have a funny question. Okay. Do people
1: ever just destroy your name? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I think the worst, the worst. So, actually... Uh, Let's take it back from day one. And that's when I was in uh, middle school. And I think that the announce announcer lady just did not like me because in middle school, she went over the announcements and said, hi, will the queen come down to the office? And I tell you what, like right then and there, I can unlive it. But then let's, let's go and move forward into my professional, you know, career. And I was a salesman out at McKee in rapid city. Now, Mind you, this is where a bunch of farmers, you know, I mean, it's the Midwest and uh, Rapid Correct. City, just way out there, okay. you know, and a lot of my customers, they would come in and I tell them my name. My name's Daquan and they'd come in and they'd be like, uh, hey, are you, you know, they'd ask them, are you looking for anyone? Has anyone been helping you? And you can see them. I'm watching them. <laughs> and they stop and they're just like, no, actually, we, we're not, we, we mm-hmm. haven't been working with anyone. And so then, then. I was like, wait a sec. You know what? Back then when I was getting made fun of, when people kept calling me the queen <laughs> and I actually worked at Dairy Queen. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so then I'm like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to flip this. So now I tell everyone that when you come in, just ask for DQ. <laughs> right. And it stuck it's and work. it stuck. And it works. It works. Yeah. But I yes, people always slaughter my name. And I understand it's hard to read sometimes like, Q, U, qua, I, I, yeah. No, maybe I, just, I don't understand. I just want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're right. I just
2: want to be like Zaku. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want. I just want to like pronounce it like that. Like very accentuate the Q and the U and the A. I want to color it. Yes. That. Um. So, Zacchaeus. Yes. What was your first opinion of me when you first met me?
0: Uh, Did I scare you? Yeah. No, my first oh. opinion. <laughs> I was, he was, like, he was like, like, wait. My first what? opinion. I really don't remember my first, but the first opinion I do remember having of you is I feel like that I didn't have a good perspective of you, you know. Okay. And I feel like it was like I felt like you had you liked drama. Oh, to be honest, I, I felt that. like you. And this is all from the outside looking in. Oh I no, never no, really no! Had a you can't offend me. So <laughs> no, it was, it was like a lot of that, and then. And that was more so within the last couple of years. And then I started to kind of dive into some of the same areas that you were and started to see more of what was going, excuse me, what was going on and things started to make more sense. And when I talk about going against the grain, that's a lot of what you were doing And it just seemed kind of petty a little bit. And I'm sure you were being a little petty in some spots. Absolutely, (laughs) I love petty. (laughs) But that's what it was. And then, like I said, as time went on, I started to see, like, what was going on. And I'm like, oh, like, now now it makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know. So that was really my, the first, like, opinion that I had. Other than that, I mean, we are like I said, we were around each other when we were down at the vault or um, football. Football. So yeah, I mean you're always around. I didn't really have like a I don't feel like An I had actual like
2: actual experience. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: and then like I said, when I was able to really see why you may have been acting the way that you were, it gave me a different perspective and understanding on on what that really was about. But Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Thank what, you for prejudging you me. Say. I love
2: that. Oh, my opinion on you? Yeah. I thought that You really want to know?
1: I do. I want to (laughs) know.
2: I thought that you always had great things to say. And so I remember you as the football coach and Mm -hmm. I felt like everyone always over-talked you, honestly. Yeah. And I felt like you were the light-skinned black guy that people are like, ah, he's filling up space. Let me over-talk him. I'd really never thought that you even, sometimes you never got the chance to shine because you we're just like, hmm, right. whatever. You say it. I feel Who that. cares? Right. I'm not trying to brush you.
0: Non- nonchalant.
2: Yeah, you're very like, oh, have the floor. I just felt like everyone always over talked to you. Mm. So when we were at that event where you spoke up, I was like, my dude, <laughs> I wanted to fist bump you so bad. I was like, okay. <laughs> telling people where they need to go. So um, after that, and then I know that we had that conversation when you wanted to come around and talk to us and stuff, and I was challenging my daughter. Um, I know that I seemed a little pushy, but, I mean, I have to be like that for her because she's a queen, and Mm -hmm. um, she must wear the crown, and I must bring the heat every time. So I know that I come across super pushy when it comes to my kids, but I think – I, and, and I see why you thought I was drama. And yes, I did get very petty. Now, Petty LaBelle is a little, you know, controlled now. Yeah. Um, however, I believe that I entertained a, this is self-reflection. I entertain a lot of conversations I shouldn't have with people that just didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made me messy Right. is mm-hmm. because I was willing to have a conversation about things that, That person didn't have my best interest. And also I had friends who posed as friends and they committed treason. They, post as friends and listen to me and acted like they created a safe place for me to actually speak how I feel. But really it was just to prove a point. I don't want people to like you. And so I'm going to act like your friend and then I'm going to go out into the world to make it seem like you're just this raging asshole. Mm, right? So I had to realize who in that space, like who, who can I entertain conversations with and who, and who can't I? And so, and that's another reason Why I've learned what I've learned is because I was messy, really, Mm -hmm. because I was trying to be cool. I was trying to fit in. I was starting a business. I was trying to, I was just trying to do too much. But one thing I don't do anymore is entertain conversations. And, and, and it wasn't even like, yeah, girl, it was, I heard this about you. people will come book appointments with me. Yeah, girl, I heard you said this. I don't even know this person and mm-hmm. I defend myself and defending mm-hmm. myself was messy. Yeah, mm-hmm. You make
0: yourself look yes, like I
2: was making uh, myself like a whole jackass, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I learned that I'm being messy by entertaining that piece and right. I, sh- I shouldn't.
1: Right. You know?
0: That's a good note for people
1: to ask right.
2: So Daquan, what did you think about me? I thought I, I already explained it. Like I, I said, cool?
1: I did. I did. Um, there's one thing that I really enjoy about people, honestly, and that's, when they can speak their mind, because we live in such in a society where everyone holds back and they hold back. And there's one thing, actually, I was speaking with my father in law and my uh, sister, my sister in law. Yeah, sister in law. Sorry. And I had told them a quote that I heard. And it's we live in a world where it's not where the strong can't Mm -hmm. lose. We live in a world where the weak are just set up to always win, which I don't enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? It's just that there's, there's a lot of people like in this world who just can't have their own opinion and they're, they're scared to actually talk and they're scared to really be themselves. And so we have all these people around us who are pretty much robots Mm -hmm. and I can't, I can't stand for that. And you're completely different. You know what I'm saying?
2: So with my children, I always ask them this question. And even with my oldest daughter, who's 22, I have to say, do you want to be safe or do you want to be strong? I can give you two renditions of what you want. I can give you some safe advice, or I can give you some strong advice. Hmm. But the strong advice is going to get you further. Safe is always going to keep you in your house in your hut, and you're yep. never going to be able to grow. So, do you want to be safe or do you want to be strong?
1: I like that. I love that. <laughs> another another one. Yeah. <laughs> another another one. Yeah.
2: Uh. Yeah. What, what else you I, got for uh, us? Uh, let's see here. Dequan, uh-huh. I just am curious. Yeah, being a black man and married to a white woman, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't yeah. hear me say there's anything wrong with that. Do you get crap from black women for that? Hmm. Is it hard sticking up for the black community being married to a white woman?
1: I don't think I've ever like really been confronted like mm-hmm. with that that specific question.
0: Geographically, too, you know, yeah. understanding where we're at,
1: right? That is, that is true. But I mean, if someone were to like, ask me, like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? I got a simple, (laughs) simple answer. (laughs) Like, worry about yourself. What do you mean? (laughs) Like what? Like there's, there's, there's something that we're all here place to do. You know what I'm saying? That was, that's to find love. I don't care who you find love with at all. But we're here. We're not. We're not supposed to be in this world alone through it all. You can find love and friendship. You can find love Absolutely. in in um, just a, a true like whatever relationship, Companion. a mm-hmm. companionship. But we're here to find love. I'm telling you, we're not here to just be. Alone, And that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you think love has a color, love has, right. you know, a gender or anything like that. Unfortunately, to me, it doesn't. And that's my that's my mindset. On
2: that's it, amazing. So. I like that.
1: Appreciate sure it. OK. okay. That was yeah. Because
2: I always wonder, like, does he give crap because mm-hmm. you're married? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not that. Uh, mm-hmm. Please don't hear me saying that that's wrong. I don't think that that's wrong at all. I just always wondered, like, hey, do, do black men get crap? From mm-hmm. a black woman. And that post from the conversation that we had had, you yeah, know, where for sure. that, that really, I was just like, I wonder if they get crap for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I I think, I'm sure uh, in
0: society, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's something it. that, I mean, and we hear it all the time. Like if you're on social media enough, you're going to see some oh, conversation yeah. about that. Right? right. Especially if you're on Twitter or X. No. I mean,
2: sorry guys, but I don't like when people talk about white women like that. My mother is white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm never going to forget where i came from you know yeah. and so i don't like that i don't like the white girl i don't like anything racially like that i just don't like me i just don't like to separate Yeah, you know what i'm saying yep. people so I, I don't like that i, I like
0: have that. a question for you yes. have you ever thought about labeling your business a black-owned business
2: i do uh But I I say it, but I don't label it. And I'm going to tell you the re. I'm going to tell you why. So one time when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, I made a bunch of these like Black Lives Matter earrings and I gave them to free, for free, everybody who walked in my door. Mm -hmm. And I remember I tried to give a pair of earrings to this lady and she was like... And then she stopped coming to me.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And so... I was like, dang, like she, she, she'll get a service from a black lady, but will she actually live that moment or, or what am I coming across to someone who just, just wants to be safe in the middle? Like Mm -hmm. what, as someone in the service industry, am I servicing those people who, and do I put them to the side because I, they, they don't have a problem with black people, but they don't necessarily like that movement. Like Mm -hmm. what do I do? because honestly the majority of my clients are white right but so no i do not put the label that i'm a black business owner on the internet but when you see me right, right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i'm very like you know you can't the n-word i don't like the n-word mm-hmm. sometimes i say it but i don't i have to honestly if i say it around other black people they'll literally look at me like, who are you? (laughs) So, so, right. We're (laughs) like, hold on. Why are you
0: saying
4: that?
2: (laughs) Mom's black. (laughs) Um, But, um, so I have to really watch me being light skin and me because people are never going to a lot of 90% of the time people aren't going to look at me as a black woman Mm -hmm. because they're going to see color instead of the culture Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to me. So yeah, the, um, (sighs) I'm indifferent because I have to respect the fact that some people love black people. They're just not for the black lives matter movement. Mm -hmm. right? So I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't want to come up with an excuse. Why? No, no. I just felt like, I mean, that's it's my reason. I right. think
0: it's divisive, personally. I think that, like. But
2: hold up. Oh, just really quick. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I will shut this whole thing down if you think that I'd ever let a racism person come in here and say whatever <laughs> they want. No. No, no, not, not no. no. Okay. They're getting the boot.
0: Absolutely. Right. As they should. As they should, yeah. Any, as they you should. know, anybody that's racist really should get the boot. But I, I do think it's divisive. You know, I mm-hmm. think it is like, like you just said. I can walk into a business and tell you're not just white, so if you're the owner, obviously it's not a white owned business mm-hmm. right and I think at least where we're at here in South Dakota, I think that it can it's one of the most like it just alienates you from majority of your clientele, like you were just saying.
2: Well, I did throw, I like to throw free events. I did throw a black Santa event for free and I had Walmart um, sponsor toys oh, that's and cool. I definitely answered questions and it was very like for black. It was sure. very positive black pro black. And it was because I don't feel like a lot of children of color. Mm-hmm. And I love to say that children of color can believe themselves to be a superhero because it's so flooded with one stereotype. Mm. Mm. And I did the black event, the black Santa event, because I wanted black children to, to see that you can dream, you can use your imagination. Mm -hmm. I was Ariel, you know, that movie made me cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was with my kids like, ah, <laughs> you know, and my, my kids were like, oh, why are you crying? This is so and I'm like, this is beautiful right. because they put a black woman and the screenwriters never took away from the look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like right. they didn't take away anything and they kept it there, but they respected black people so much and they understood the messages. It doesn't matter what color if you have dreads, red mm. hair, dreads underwater above the sea. You can have a dream to be under the water. And then mm-hmm. another thing reason why I like Little Mermaid because it didn't have the it did the message that they were saying was like, yeah, you can go get some legs, but girl, that shit still ain't gonna work out. right. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many <laughs> sometimes it doesn't matter how many uh deals you do with the devil, that still ain't gonna work out mm-hmm. until that other person can see right see you in the light that you want to be seen in. And so like I really cried because I was like, finally, I can see myself sit at the edge of the rock and have the 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 water push against me and I'm like, <laughs> "I am Ariel." Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and so those are just teaching moments that I had I got to teach my children like you can be anything. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to be. It doesn't matter. It does not no one can hold you back but you. Right. And so I it's agree. important for black kids or p- kids of color to have those examples. Right.
0: I love that you say that because And that's really where my standpoint is, is representation matters more than the label of being a black owned business. Absolutely. Like you just being a business owner, whether it's here or downtown or online kids and just people in general, being able to see you doing something that they've never seen somebody that looked like them do is all the validation and all the image that needs to be shown because if they know they can do it by seeing it, And that's all they need. Well, I know it's possible
2: just to throw that in there. And this isn't a, this isn't a jab at anybody, but black men, black little boys, I'm talking to you, you know, you can be something other than a rapper and a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They push that image so hard Mm -hmm. where I have to tell my son, you want to be a magician or a knitter, be the best magician you want. You know, you don't have to be an athlete. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: No, that's to be a rapper.
1: I think things changed on that. I mean, end of it and perspective of it. Once we saw a black president. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was tons of times. I mean, people were like me, I want to be the president. Right. You know, there's no president of your skin color. Mm -hmm. Right. Like,
2: and that now, yeah, yeah, right. Tupac talked about that. I love Tupac. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. He
0: was
2: a revolutionary. Mm -hmm. He was for the people. (laughs) That's another subject. We don't have to talk about that because he kind of was playing the system, too. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't an angry person, right. but he knew that that sold. and mm-hmm. He had to do what he had to do. I mean, the fact that he didn't own his house at the end of the day, I was flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. Right. I was renting that mansion? Oh, yeah. there's some holes in the hip-hop mm-hmm. industry. Right. For sure. And so, yeah, that's where I'm like, man, Tupac is another conversation to have because, yeah. That was scary. For sure Like dang you died by something You you died by a lifestyle And you was renting your house
0: mm-hmm. But he died in that lifestyle But he It goes back to the power of your words You know right. like same with Biggie Like a lot of them talked about dying A lot of the people that we hear Rapping and stuff like that They talk about dying And at some point Unfortunately we get that news notification On our phone that says So yep. and so died And it's, it's the power of the tongue, yep. man. Like
2: Speaking things into
1: existence. You put okay,
2: something. hold on a second. But yeah. I could talk all day long that I want to be, like, I was just talking about this. Like, you can speak and give that energy out. But um, it's just like trying to light a candle with the... <laughs> with no, with no, match. yeah,
1: if you don't have any action, yeah, you know,
2: so that I think that that's really important that we say, yes, we can speak that into fruition, but can't, did I say that right?
3: Yeah, course, yeah. okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but you gotta have that action for sure, you know, yep. and I think the world wants to know, how bad do you want it? Chantel, mm-hmm. do you want a salon so bad that you would go broke and bankrupt to get it? Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, then you don't want it bad, so things aren't going to fall into place. Do you want overstepping poverty? Do you want this message to go out so far that you're willing to invest this, this, and this to it? Yes, you are. Okay, then you can have it. I grant you. You got to kiss many ugly frogs. Mm -hmm. That's what life's about. But for me to be like, oh, I'm... People be like, oh, I thought about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I thought, I thought about that. Yeah, I thought about paying rent. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm It saying? don't work like that. So I think the, <laughs> lo- the adding the 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 logistics to the things that we want, you know, getting yourself a good mentor. That that was essential to my growth. Mm-hmm. Um, even my mentor, uh, she's out in Dallas. I watched her go from a, kind of a school like this, and now she just opened up her second location. Wow. And she told me too about the investments I made into people. Chantel, no, you are giving people way. You're giving. You're showing people how to take advantage of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then not every mentor is for you for sure you got to interview mentors. people try to make it seem like oh I'm I'm here so you just gotta listen to what I what I say. There were some people who I tried to latch on to where I was like, yeah you suck mm-hmm. and then I was just like thank you bye you know? right And maybe that was messy because it's- I just never came back <laughs> But yeah. you know people's perception yeah right, right. Now. that's essential. I think mentorship is essential and I w- and I've paid mentorship mm-hmm, right and the investigation that you have to do of yourself to create policies to live by you have to know what you're willing to what policies you're you're willing to break mm-hmm. and who can break them in your life you know right. how can you have a set of policies and you really don't even know yourself mm-hmm. you know that's a that's another thing about being successful you have to know you
0: for sure i have a question oh sh- for the <laughs> goes. We ask every guest um, on the show, <laughs> when you hear the words overstepping poverty, what do they mean to you?
2: Man, I mean how not to be broke. No, i <laughs> <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> on, on, um, Honestly, when I hear overstepping poverty, I had to do my research. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sent me, hey, this is what I need you to like, kind of think about, mm-hmm. I had to process that information. And so I studied you both. Mm-hmm. I know that's creepy.
1: Am no, it's not. Am I, giving, not. Am am I giving Dahmer? No. No, Where are my glasses? Not, <laughs> right. not until you start offering me food. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, hold on, she's, <laughs> cheese my- stick. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> I'm getting tired. And then my beef she stick said, I give you a beef stick oh, called it turkey." Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. What kind of turkey. <laughs> Remember that turkey sandwich?
2: Oh, yeah. oh, he was God. like, "Eat it." <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's wrong. We shouldn't be laughing <laughs> about no, that. No. no. Sorry.
3: Okay,
2: that so I had to do my research on you guys because it was really important. For me to know exactly what I was getting myself into. And so overstepping poverty to me is uh, an entire movement of passion. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said before, you can't teach passion. I can't give that to you. I could try to, you know, motivate you, motivate you to try to bring it out of you or mentor you to find your passion. But overstepping poverty to me means you have to have that passion. You have to be able to do things for free. You have to sweat. You have to have a headache. You have to be up at two o'clock in the morning Googling and finding what it is that you need to do to overcome it. And, and it's no sleep.
0: Right. It's mm-hmm.
2: no naps.
0: Sacrifice. It's
2: it's it's a sacrifice. It's twenty four hours a day. How can I make sure that my children not that they never go through this, but at least have an asset, at least yep. have a house that I know that they'll never be homeless or this business, you know? Yep. Really quick, quick story. My brother died. Um mm-hmm. he was very you remember my brother Derek, anyone? I don't. So rest in peace. Yeah, our peace. um but Derek, I remember now this is going to sound weird, but just let me finish. Okay, so I remember my brother died and all these stories they were saying, you know, everyone gets up and they start talking about their like, yeah, I saw Derek walking and it was a big guy walking and I honked at him and they're saying some like stories I really didn't didn't scratch the surface of who my brother was. They Mm -hmm, only talked about, I saw him at the bar. He was a great guy. He was like a big teddy bear. And I saw him walking, but there was so much more to Derek. And I thought about myself and my kids, like, what are my kids going to say when I die? Mm -hmm. What is my eulogy? What are the credits that I'm going to give somebody at the, at my death? Who's going to get that credit, you know? And so that's when I actually was like, I need to leave a legacy behind. I need for my kids to have pictures in front of this sign of 605 Vixen. I need for my kids to have a business, a family business that they can never sell and that they have to allow it to grow. It's same thing with a home. I need Mm -hmm. to have my children to have a home so they'll never feel homeless. And so not that what people were saying about my brother was mean it just that's not good enough for me yeah and so that's what overstepping poverty is is having some policies that you're willing you're passionate about that you're willing to die for Mm. to make sure that people respect and understand that i'm never going back again
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right, that's powerful that is
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i i am actually going to ask a little bit more out of you here um, I know you've been just throwing gems out there. Just man, the <laughs> See, knowledge. When he
2: wants to ask me a question, the I'm like, wisdom.
1: <laughs> <I'm> hot, <laughs> Let's <I'm> go. Hot. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So every single guest that we have on here, we do ask them to provide some of those those tips, tricks, and hacks okay. that they've taken to get to where they're at nowadays. And I want you to share those.
2: Okay. Us. So I'm a book person, so I don't. I want to challenge people to not read a book but to listen to a book. We need to be sharp at listening. Mm-hmm. Um and we can get lost in words. So I started challenging myself to be slow at reacting but listen more. And so I I downloaded this book called This is weird, but I'm getting to it, The Covert Narcissist, cuz huh. everyone kept saying Oh, you're a narcissist. You're a narcissist, and I'm like, dang, what is a narcissist? And I really read the book so that I, because I wanted to know if I was one. Maybe Mm -hmm. I was in all this this uh, cloud of crap because I am a narcissist. Then when I started understanding what a covert narcissist is and how. Basically, um, these people show up as leaders. These people are, very, you know, you can't be a narcissist these days now because the Internet's here to educate us of what abuse, the cycle of abuse looks like. Uh-huh. And so not every narcissist is like, uh-uh, I'm going to beat you up. You know what I'm saying? They're not in your face anymore because they can't. Because mm-hmm. the internet has equipped us with the correct language to say, oh, that's narcissistic. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting that education on on what to pick out with abusive relationships. So now what do narcissists do? They get smarter. Mm. Oh, shoot.
0: Narcissists aren't dumb.
2: No. no, no. So you're like, oh, shoot, I just can't hit you anymore, but I can emotionally abuse you and... And get away with it. So I had to understand. like, And even being a mentor. Like what ways not to come at people. That may make me seem more messy. Or more narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Than what people were trying to make me be. Mm-hmm. So I had to really study. And I really wanted to know. like, Maybe I am the problem. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing. That I did investigation. On myself and the people around me. And what was actually happening. So the covert narcissist. And I'll give you the information. Hopefully you guys can So that helped me. And then another book that I uh, want people to read is it's called loving what is now. And so that book made me accept my part in my demise. It Mm -hmm. made me accept that I can't, the more I'm trying to change your mind about me, the more work I needed to do. Mm. That's why it's important for you guys to ask me those hard questions. I'm like, yeah, it sucks at one point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, and those are the things that I listen to when it comes to like having people booth rent here or me hiring somebody. I listen to things like, so tell me a time where you were in a really hard situation. What'd you do? If they're explaining to me that it's all their fault, all their fault, all their fault, I know that I'm about to hire somebody who's not going to take any accountability for what they're doing. So it mm. teaches you self accountability and understand that you can't control when I And I listen to people talk like that all the time. Well, you're not doing what I want you to do. When really, that's not the conversation you should be having. The conversation you should be having is, is I embrace you for not doing what I want you to do. So that's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. So listening to books and um, focusing on what people ha- other people have to say instead of what I have to say. Sure. Listen. Listening. Listening. Yeah. And like then, that. hold on, I wrote it down, yeah. Angela, Angela Yee, <laughs> she Yee. writes things down. Oh, second thing is, is if you're trying to be a leader, sometimes leadership roles aren't appointed. So you guys, I'm sure, didn't put this together and was like, yeah, I want to be the leader. Of uh, no, this I think this idea fell into your laps and then you guys acquired the leadership position. And so that's what I've learned in this industry is when I started booth renting, I'm like, dang, I'm not y'all mom. You know, because entrepreneurship is very insubordinate. Mm-hmm. We are here because we're not walking the the line that everyone else is. Right. So I am an insubordinate person trying to lead insubordinate people. And then that's when it hit me, it was like boom, oh. Chantel, you're a leader. And I'm like, how did I get here? You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it was it was a role acquired through experience. And so not every leadership role is going to be appointed to you. It's something that's going to be like, shoot. And so as you guys continue to use your guys' social media platforms and what you guys do best, understand that, that you guys are kings and um, you guys play a very big role. And so people are going to be like begging you for information. And I hope that you guys really give it, give, give it and give it willingly. That's why mm-hmm. I said, I was like, can mm-hmm. I, can I intern for you? You right. was like, yeah. I was like, okay, boom. <laughs> I want to know. So yeah, yeah so sure. those two books and just knowing your role is just, those are the life hacks. Yeah, And another thing is stop saying we own own your success own when you say I say I don't say you know we as people we love no I mm-hmm. love to do this or mm-hmm. I don't agree with this you know I I noticed that with when you had stood up for for what you believed in and um, they were like we don't men don't listen we want men to do this we want nah not we you speak for yourself mm-hmm, I, right you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. own stop saying we and own the ownership of what you believe in. Yeah.
0: General statements are the worst. Yeah.
2: You
0: can't generalize everybody, but yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate you dropping all the knowledge on us tonight. Mm. So excited for everybody to get to hear this. This will be our first, uh, two part episode, which is amazing.
2: I could cry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one thing that I, um, so happy that you guys understand. And, um, I had spoke with, dq about this Uh, Mm -hmm. you know there are people who have amazing social media platforms that they could truly use for someone like me and so you guys went out of your box no matter what someone said about me because i am kind of the bad girl of the industry and i don't mind ruffling feathers Mm -hmm. That you guys were were like ruffle our feathers. That's what we need. That's what, what we wanted to hear. And some people will turn me down. I know that I asked a certain somebody, and I hope you listening. I said, "Hey, what's the requirements to be on your show?" And this people was like, "For your peers to 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 think that you're a leader, what?" Mm-hmm. And so these people that have higher um, social media platforms, they think that I need you to come through my doors and spend money with me. And I'm past that. I've I've made my dent in the sand um, to where I know that I'm going to get booked. No matter what, they're going to book me. So I don't need that from you. What Mm -hmm. I need from you is your platform so I can tell my story so that they know that you're not the only one that can drop gems.
0: Right. And so
2: and then they they won't offer their platform. And I just like commend you guys for doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a that that's bravery that's courage that's you know the morals mm-hmm. you know and it's it's character it's it's what we're all looking for and right. so thank you absolutely for allowing me to be heard
0: mm-hmm. absolutely so. there was a somebody that i was just talking to recently before we wrapped this up and it was about having tough conversations with people mm. and he said you can't be a leader if you're not willing to have a conversation and i'm like wow so that's big
2: uh, so a quote I think is so amazing I don't even know who said it I just write down stuff when I hear it but it said a man with no followers is just a leader walking on its own mm-hmm. I was like okay, <laughs> you okay.
0: Gotta,
2: gotta have you're fun. just conversation without facts is just an opinion right you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's I love it here yeah I, I love the headache I love I love ruffling feathers you know sometimes I like a little bit of the drama
0: <laughs> so I was.
2: Well, so what woman doesn't have tea time, mm-hmm. right? um But like I said, big thank you for letting me be here and speak my piece, and absolutely, and I am and embracing the bad girl industry, mm-hmm. <laughs> the bad right. girl of this industry, i and accepting me, you know. And even if you, even if people don't agree with some of the things I do or how I see things that they know that I'm trying to lead my children. I'm trying to leave a legacy and I would never steer anyone in the wrong direction. And if you need mentorship, I got the blueprint and I'm gonna give it to you.
1: Right. Let's go. That's power. Boom. Well, thank you guys so much again for taking the time to listen to Overstepping Poverty. Thank you for hosting us and your business, Six Hundred Five Vixen.
2: Oh, they in the building.
1: Let's go! Yeah, oh, they came. My lashes. The- the- yeah, about
2: to- <laughs> <laughs> He's about to. He's about to get in.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, we'll thank see you here. guys next week. And don't forget to go to www and
2: get your OSP where
0: yeah. what com baby yes
1: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. We hope you found this week's discussion informative and thought provoking. We know that tackling poverty is a complex issue, but by working together and understanding the root causes, we can make progress towards creating a more equitable society. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to our show. Until next time, let's take the next steps in overstepping poverty.